bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. I'm sorry. I apologize. 833-212-1017 is the number you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Somebody got a crown, and now they're crying because you ready? You ready? If you get a crown, just, 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 just bear with me. We're going to get to the top five and five and all that. If you go to the dentist and you get a crown, well, you know, first they had to prep the crown. So that takes like a week or so or whatever, a couple of days to to put the stuff in, take it out, put the medicine in, all that stuff, clean it out, let it sit, then drill that out, the temporary, and then put in a full crown, boom, bada bing, bada boom, you're done. No mess, no fuss. Somebody had a crown and went and ate. And so my question was, well, why'd you go eat? And they said, well, what do you mean? I said, why did you go eat after a crown when a crown is like, they basically put a hole in your tooth and took the root out and then filled it in. And so my, my assumption is that this person got a temporary crown. Because they said they went and ate and now they think they got something in the crown. I was like, ooh, that's not good. That's not good. And the reason I say it's not good is because it just might be something simple. But it depends on what you ate, too. 
I'm just saying. 833-212-1017 is the number. We'll see if our guest is going to join us today, but we'll get going, and I'll just have to say to you. Number five. Nelson Mandela's granddaughter. If you haven't heard this story, Nelson Mandela's granddaughter passed away. Um, Nelson Mandela's granddaughter, Zolika Mandela, died of cancer at the age of 43, a family spokesperson said in a statement today. Uh, She passed away on the evening of Monday, September 25th, surrounded by family and friends. The statement said shared on her official Instagram account. She documented her battle with cancer on the account. And on August 23rd, she wrote, what do I tell my children? How do I tell them that this time around I may not get to live my life as a survival? How, how, how do I tell them everything will be okay when it's not? I'm dying. I don't want to die. The Nelson Mandela Foundation also issued a statement today saying it extended its heartfelt condolences to the Mandela family on the passing of Zalika Mandela uh, tragically last night. So. Thought I would share that with you because, you know, Nelson Mandela was a well-known and continues to be a well-known person in the uh, African diaspora and giving information about his family. I think is important to remember the great things that he has done for us and especially um, South Africans as relates to apartheid. Number four. The U.S. Postal Service collection boxes outside the Wauwatosa Post Office were broken into last week. According to Wauwatosa Police, they responded to the post office on Mayfair Road just before 2 o'clock p.m. on last Friday. They believe the suspect or suspects used a pry bar to open the boxes and steal the mail and packages out of the blue postal boxes. So here, here's my question. Number one, that's a federal felony. Number two, if you take something that's in the mail, it's usually a check. They're going to figure it out. I'm just saying. Number three, who uses the mail anymore? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking. Who uses the mail anymore? Who, who, who uses the mail? I'm just saying. Yep. You know what I'm saying? At some point, I don't know, but too many things, too, dis- too many distractions, and too, so... So anyway, eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Can I can I can I get a can I get a number two? <laughs> number three. <laughs> it's one of those days. It must be Tuesday. It's number three two. It's two three. I don't know. It's number three. I tell you. I tell you. That's what I get for for multitasking. So. From TMJ4, it's been four months since the Milwaukee ordinance went into effect that allows the police to tow vehicles of repeat reckless drivers. And as of last week, the Milwaukee Police Department says it has yet to tow a single vehicle under the policy. It's time-consuming trip no driver wants to make. A Milwaukee man named um, 
Demera knows it's also expensive. It cost me, he said it cost him at least $600. He says his car was towed overnight to the city lot for unpaid parking tickets on an unregistered vehicle. It's hard for people struggling, trying to get their cars back, and they don't have the finances to get it back. And every day the price goes up. So I find that interesting, and and that's why I don't... Um, <clears throat> That's why I don't really bother with that. Number two. Well, the U.S. government and 17 states are suing Amazon in a landmark monopoly case, reflecting years of, of, of allegations that the e-commerce giant uh, abused its economic dominance and harmed fair competition. And so the groundbreaking lawsuit by the Federal Trade Commission and 17 attorneys general marked the government's sharpest attack against Amazon, a company that started off selling books on the Internet and has since grown to pretty much an everything store, expanding into selling pretty much everything, right? Um, The 172-page complaint alleges Amazon unfairly promotes its own platform and services at the expense of third-party sellers who rely on the company's e-commerce marketplace for distribution. Number one. This from news1.com, a lawsuit in Atlanta was filed this month, is drawing attention as how AI is being weaponized against black people by law enforcement. According to NBC News, Randall... Karan Reed filed a lawsuit in federal court that alleges he was arrested using AI that identified him as a man wanted for crimes in Louisiana. But Reed, who prefers to be called Karan, says he never visited Louisiana and blames the misuse of facial recognition technology for his false arrest. He said, I was confused and I was angry because I don't know. I didn't know where it was going. Uh, they they couldn't give me any information outside of you got to wait for Louisiana to come to you. And that there was no timetable on that. In the lawsuit, Karan names Jefferson Parish Sheriff Joseph Lapinto and Detective Andrew Bartholomew as defendants. And according to the suit, Bartholomew relies solely on a match generated by facial recognition technology while he was viewing surveillance video he then used the match to seek an arrest warrant for reed after a stolen credit card was used to buy two purses for more than eight thousand dollars from a consignment store outside new orleans in june of 2022 the lawsuit says bartholomew didn't contact even basically search into mr reed who would have revealed that mr reed was in georgia when the theft occurred how stupid is law enforcement when we know the algorithm that's written misidentifies Asians, black people, people from India, people with darker skin. So what, 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 what? That's pitiful. I'm just saying that's pretty pitiful. And so I think that it's important that we remember that these days you have to be very careful not to not to actually ugh, facial recognition that's appalling 
833-212-1017 is the number. Entrepreneurship Tuesday, powered by We Energies, is here. We will have the owner of Enhanced Wellness Skin Care Spa right here. Don't go away. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Tuesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. Good afternoon and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Entrepreneurship Tuesday. I am going to let our guest introduce herself because should I should I say I've gone to a spa before? It, I mean, it was a men's spa, but I mean, there are only like one or two in a country. No, I'm just kidding. And so we've we've got the owner, and I don't I don't know what to call you because every time I talk to you, it sounds like you've added something to your spa. Yes, always. Well, like I, re- I remember when it just started. It was like, "Will we do this?" And then next time, I know, oh no, we do like twelve things and great things. Enhance wellness, skin care, spa. Yes. Introduce yourself. Let people know who you are and what is it that you do. Hello, I am the owner of Enhance Wellness Skin Care Spa, located in Mequon. Uh, I am a facialist, so my spa is everything skincare, everything beauty. Um, we take care of women and men and teenagers. Okay, and so, and so, when you say men and women and teenagers, you mean what? Like how uh, old? You can go as young as eight. I mean, skincare is something that should always be introduced to children. It gets them in a place where they grow up. It's something that they put in their regimen. Skincare is a huge thing to Mm -hmm. be put in regimen. Although a lot of us may have great genetics and we don't see the damage happening to us. Because black (laughs) don't crack. Black don't crack, but still. When it's young. (laughs) <laughs> what, even when it's old, because look at Angela Bassett, but I bet you she has a great esthetician on her hands. Right. So. Okay. And so tell me about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? All that. Okay. Well, um, just a little bit of background. I graduated from MATC okay. in 2021 um, from their esthetician program. And then I went and I opened up Enhanced Wellness as a solo esthetician. Um, From there, I became certified in multiple certifications, acne, hyperpigmentation, chemical peels, waxing, bridal aesthetics, um, a lot of oncology aesthetics. I just continue to add on a lot of different things. So I'm prepared for all of my clients that come through the door with any skin cares or concerns. And so when you when you say skin care, what what exactly I know this will sound weird. What exactly is skin? Because, you know, it's it's an organ. It's probably the largest organ you have on your it's body. It's the largest organ we have on our body. It protects everything else around us. So we should be pouring into our bodies all the time with the proper products, with the proper care, with the proper hydration, with the proper rest. All of that plays a huge thing for us to be able to be successful with taking care of our body. So how'd you get started? 
Um, honestly, my friend Paige, she and I were speaking about getting away from our nine to five, and uh, she sent me MATC's esthetician program. Mm -hmm. And since younger, I've been acne prone, but thank God for my mom because she took me to the dermatologist. So she kind of set me up for success early, but as I became older, I got away from that and I became one of those consumers going to Target and going to like Ulta and Sephora and picking up a lot of different things that I thought would help my acne or hyperpigmentation and it wasn't doing anything but making it worse. So once me and her sat down and I went through the program and spoke about, you know, what I wanted to do with my own skin, I kind of transitioned myself into my passion. And your passion is? <laughs> my passion is skin care, making all of my clients regain their confidence. But is that is that is that all of your skin, all over your body or just your yes, face? All over your body. I am specialized for body pills, body treatments, waxing, face, back. So anything that has anything to do with the mm -hmm. skin, I am all into it. Even the back? Even the back. We have back wow. facials, uh, back chemical pills. I mean, your back is just like your face. If mm -hmm. you have an athlete and they don't wash their back, all that sweat, all that bacteria builds up, and then now you have back knee which is back acne. So, <laughs> yes, it is a thing. Body wow. acne is very much wow. so a thing. So okay. people out there, if you go to the gym a lot, make sure that you're carrying your skincare products with you or as soon as you get home, you're washing your face and you're washing your body because mm -hmm. dirt oil builds up. Okay, so tell people your name and who you are and all that. Well, I'm Deja. I am the owner of Enhanced Wellness Skincare Spa located in Mequon. All right. And so and so with that, um, what did you wish you knew? Like Prior before? to. Well, you know, we all we all go into business and say, Oh, I got this, this is gonna be great, I'm gonna do this, it's all great, and then and so what what do you think? What do you wish you knew before you went? And I mean on on a positive tip, not a not a oh my god, it's terrible, but what do you wish you knew before you came into the business? Well, I was very grateful to be very close with my teacher who became my mentor. So anyone who um, is going into business, always make sure you have a mentor. It's very vital to the success of your business. Um, some of the things that I did wish I start, started before I started my business is getting into my niche earlier. Um, and when you say niche, what do you mean? Like? My specialty skin or just like a certain part, like like when you when, when you talk about skincare, you you have a specialty within that. Yeah, group I have a or? specialty within okay. it, which is acne and hyperpigmentation. Okay, so those are the two things that I can personally identify with and help my clients because I've been through them. I know what to use, you know. Mm -hmm. I know what to do, and skin analysis is a really big part of my niche. So making sure that when my clients come in, they're telling me their skin concerns. I'm looking over everything that they want, everything that they're trying to achieve. And we're putting together a three, six, 12 month plan to make sure that they're getting the results that they need. What What is it like being an African-American woman in this particular field? Is it is it is it women led, women driven or is it more of a balanced male, female? No, this is a 
woman driven profession. Mm -hmm. Males are in this profession as well, but I'm going to say it's more women than men. Um, particularly on the Caucasian side. So you don't see a lot of African-American estheticians. Really? Uh, yeah. It, it's very slim. I mean, there's a lot of us, but not like, you know, Caucasian women. Okay. So when a lot of my clients come to me, they've been to Caucasian uh, estheticians and they felt like they didn't receive the attention that they need. So when they mm. come to me, it's a whole different experience because I wow. have products and skincare lines that are for all women. And so when you say that, what's your most rewarding experience because of that? Um, the full circle moment when my clients see everything that we've worked towards. So I consistently take pictures and consistently follow up with my clients 24 to 48 hours after each appointment. We're taking pictures at each session that we have to make sure that we're seeing results. So once my client sees results and they're continuing and they're you're continuing with their skincare and they're happy with the results, mm -hmm. that's like a full circle moment for me. That's why I'm doing what I do. And so is it is it is it something that you see yourself doing for the rest of your life or is it something that you want to build on and make bigger? You you hope to expand or what? No, I hope to expand my business into a franchise. That's what I'm working mm -hmm. on now. I, I do want to do a franchise, and I do potentially want to open up a school. Mm. So those are some of the things that are in my back pocket. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a high school student, and I, I want to be a, I want to be a, what what'd you call it? An esthetician. Like I can say that word, <laughs> esthetician. What 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 do I do when I when I'm in high school and I'm a freshman sophomore and I, you know, I'm starting to notice skin and I'm starting to notice you know you're going through puberty and you got all these things going on and I say you know something has to be done. How do I start that journey that you started? Well, I would say reach out to somebody. You know, I have a lot of young girls who come and mentor with me who are in high school. So I teach them the business side of things. If they want to get into skincare, I allow them to shadow me. Mm -hmm. So if you are interested in skincare, if you're interested in learning about the body or going into a different profession, but you want to have skincare under your bag, you know, always reach out to some institution in your town, make sure that they are licensed and make sure, you know, they're a good fit for what you're going for. Now, if you just, someone who just loves skincare and that's just your thing and you know you want to be a blogger about it make sure that you're going through the proper protocols with all the products that you're looking at in the ingredients because that mm -hmm. makes a huge a huge 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 difference in everything that you're putting on your skin or you're offering to your clients so how do you know all that so that's the training you get yes. or or is it is it because you've been doing it and, you know, graduating right towards the, 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 the part of the pandemic where you were able to really focus and, and, and understand you, you, you probably, your, your learning curve was probably significantly higher and faster than most people because you had time, right? Well, no, I'm not going to necessarily say that because it's some, you know, classmates that I went to school with mm -hmm. and they are in a different profession now. It's right. just. Kind of like you, you have you to have love it, yeah. Stick to itiveness and the no, you just have to love and it, and you have to stay in your continual education because mm -hmm. if you don't, you'll never be able to offer a hundred percent to your clients. All right, um, 
And that's how I can prepare. I would graduate from high school and then go to a college that has a program. Yeah, you can go to a college that has a program. I would honestly tell girls to go figure out if this is something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Go be a receptionist. You know, go. <laughs> no, seriously, because there's a lot of girls who get in this profession because and they like the the prem and properness of it, but not the work. Not or? not necessarily the work. It's like you have to really be a beast in mm -hmm. this profession. It's you can't play with people. If you came to me and you told me you had X, Y, and Z going on with your face. I can't just slap anything on your face that I wanted to on your face because if you had a bad reaction, if you were burnt, if you were hurt, mm -hmm. you know, that's something serious. So I always tell girls, go shadow, go work in a spa and figure out if this is something you want to dedicate your time to. Because nine times out of ten, some girls may want to go to um, body contouring. Some girls may just want to do lashes. Some may want to just do brows. You know, it's not really I want to go spend all my time to go get licensed and certified and all these other things to be an esthetician. And I don't necessarily have to do that. Right. OK. Anything you wish to add? Um, I, I would because this is something that gets me every time when I speak with um, my minority woman, please wear sunscreen. I beg of you. <laughs> this is something that is so vital to our success on our skin. Right. Make sure that you have your sunscreen. Make sure that you have your esthetician lined up. And also make sure you're going to go and see your dermatologist once a year. Once a year. It's for men, too. Okay, I lied. I got one more question. Okay. So everybody should have a... Just like they have a medical doctor, they should have a dermatologist as well. A dermatologist and an esthetician. Okay, because the dermatologist can can do the doctor thing, but every now and then going to go get skin. I, cancer I guess it's the difference. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, going to go get skin cancer checkup. Right. Anything you see on your body that doesn't look right, right. they can do a full body checkup on it. Okay. Estheticians can point those things out to you once mm -hmm. they see those things going on. Like I said, back facials. I had a client before in the past. He had a particular mold on his back that mimicked cancer. Mm -hmm. And I suggested that he go see, you know, a doctor, a dermatologist. And we actually call early cancer. Okay. So it's very vital. All right. What can 1017 The Truth do for you and your business? Um, support. I mean, you guys did by allowing me to come on. So I am greatly appreciated by that. But definitely continuing to let people know that Enhanced Wellness Skin Care Spot is out there and ready for the people to visit. And where are you located? In Mequon, off of Port Washington. And what's your phone number? 414-519-9980. You guys can Google and go to the website, and you can chat with us up to 9 p.m. All right. Deshay, thank you so very much. Owner of one of my favorite places, Enhanced <laughs> Wellness Skin Care Spa. Thank you much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Tune in to The Truth this Saturday, 11 o'clock, for another episode of More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin. Carrie Noni will be joined by Sierra Jones, the executive director of Rethinking Schools, and Sarah Noble of the Be Noble Group. They'll have an in-depth conversation on education, critical race theory, reproductive justice, all that and more in More Than a Movement, powered by Planned Parenthood Advocates of Wisconsin, this Saturday, 11 a.m., on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, I was just telling Alex, you all are you all are evil. Like, some of y'all are evil. Some of the things you put in the chat are evil. See, people need to understand. You know what? I can't even go into it because it would be insulting. To, to actually acknowledge, um, yeah, I'm done. 833-212-10. Dr. Ken, why do you think, why do you not think that people don't use USPS anymore? I'm just curious, your thoughts. So, so when I was in school, you know what a, you know, you, you know what a, Alex, you know what a SASE is? You know what a U, 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 USPS U.S. Postal Service, SASE, a self-addressed stamped envelope. I didn't know that. Like, I was literally graduating from college. I graduated in May. I had one summer class I had to take, a three-credit class. So I'm sitting in the class. It's like an eight-week class, right? No big deal. I'm sitting there. We're going through the class. And I, I raised my hand because I remember because it was a, it was a um, public relations class. And I hated public relations. And they caught me at the end. You got to take this class. And I raised my hand. I said, what's SASE? And the reason I knew I was on to something, because everybody in the class was quiet. And I said, because usually if other people knew it, they would have went, you don't know? It was quiet. And I went, uh-huh, you all didn't know. You just, <laughs> you just waited for somebody. You were just shaking your head. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ridiculous. Anyway, they said, your thoughts. And I said, I was just being silly. Uh, I actually used it today. But do, do a lot of people actually use the Postal Service still? I mean, it's good for what it's good for, but I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's just weird. There, there are how many billions of dollars in the hole? We're losing money like, you know, money is the, like if we're going to fix something with the government, if we're going to fix something in America, let's fix the post office. I mean, some of them don't even have uniforms. They deliver the mail and you got to give it to them. By and large, barring all the strange, weird people that that have worked there and done weird things. The majority of people that work for the post office are dedicated and do a phenomenal job in conditions that most of y'all wouldn't work in. Every day, snow, rain. Now, can you get them to deliver when when it's raining or snowing or it's bad weather? Well, I get my mail. And so I think they do a great job. I think... And this is just me. I'm moving to the point with with the Postal Service that just hold my mail and I'll come get it. 
You know what I'm saying? Give in, instead of doing that, instead of having people walk around to deliver it, build bigger buildings where I can come get my mail. Build boxes that are bigger so I can come get my mail. And if you want to hire all these people, hire the people and put them in the building to work. That's just me. That way when it snows a couple days and I don't feel like it and you don't feel like it, I don't have to go. I don't have to keep looking at my mailbox. Did my mail come? Did my mail come? And it didn't because you're not able to deliver it. And I wouldn't expect you to deliver it. I wouldn't expect you to be out in such inclement weather that you couldn't get around. You know what I'm saying? But do people still use the post office? No, I'm just Eight three three two one two two one two one zero one seven is the number. So I was doing what I always do. I was looking at um, on a side note because I just got distracted. Weather channels have such young people on them; they couldn't know anything about weather or had any experience in weather because they're not old enough. But yet they're here trying to tell you the weather. I saw a meteorologist, and I, I swear she looked like she could have been, like, 15 years old. Yes, I'm senior meteorologist, and I'm like, what? Senior what? Like senior in high school meteorologist or, or what? Anyway, I digress. I, I digress. So I was, I was watching. Um, I watch, like, m- news all over the country. And I saw a story not too long ago. From Oakland, California, KGO, San Francisco, one of my favorite stations. KGO Radio as well. It's not business as usual in downtown Oakland today as store and restaurant owners go on strike over crime. Business owners say the goal of the strike is to send a larger message to City Hall. They want better protection and support so they can safely operate their businesses and make a living. Many participate in businesses, they gathered in front of La Chevelle for a news conference today to voice their concerns. The restaurant is closing at the end of the month because of the crime and slow sales post-pandemic. Participant merchants, just like La Chevelle, they are losing customers and foot traffic because of car break-ins, carjackings, robberies, and assaults. Literally, people are not leaving their houses, and they say it's come to the point where insurance companies are de- are literally denying renewals to Oakland businesses because they consider it high risk. Oakland has become known as a city that's okay with violence and crime, and we're not. Nigel Jones, owner of Kingston Eleven and Calabash Restaurants. Looking at all these people here, we're not okay with this. We want to be safe, we want to be functional, and we want a city that we can come back into town square. Tuesdays, that's today's strike, also comes in response to Oakland missing out on millions of dollars of grant funding to fight retail crime after the, from the state after the city. You ready? Miss the deadline. Now, you would think that a state like California as progressive as it is, would actually just give you the money because they see you have crime. But they make you apply, and then you come up short. 
Participating business owners say they're calling for an increase of 1,000 officers in, in Oakland. They're also asking city officials to declare a state of emergency and leverage more resources from agencies like the county sheriff, California Highway Patrol, FBI, and ATF. Organizers say they, they basically struck from 10 a.m. To, to 12 noon today, two hours, so merchants wouldn't miss out on a full day of sales, but they're trying to get people to understand nobody's coming down here because they don't feel safe. And if we don't open up and and make money, you lose taxes. And when you lose taxes, you lose the city. That's unfortunate, but it's also a wake-up call for Milwaukee. You better start increasing some things and making it safer here in the neighborhoods. Otherwise, you might wake up and you won't have just a strike. The city might itself Strike out. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, here's the dealio. At this rate, crime seems to be down in Milwaukee. There seems to be a, a, a steady flow of, I don't know, calmness, I guess, for now. I'm thinking eventually that that, that may change. We, we, we had a spate there of just shooting after shooting after shooting after shooting. And that kind of, you know, <clears throat> threw me for a loop. But um, so far we're holding our own. And so I wonder what we're going to be able to do, say, how we're going to look five years from now. How, how is it going to be? We've got so many other things that are going on in the city. We've got so many other issues, right? And so we've got city workers that need assistance as well. So it's not just the police or the fire department or paramedics or anything like that, that are, that are um, just important to the city. They all are. And so we've got all the, all the complaints with the, with the housing authority, right? But you've, but you've got to do it the right way, right? People that are running that place didn't just roll up and start running it. They've only been in there like a year or two, I guess. 
And so those properties were left the way they were for years. There's a story today. City officials want to send building inspectors to housing authority properties after fielding complaints from their constituents about bed bugs, mold, and broken heat. This is from JS Online. Author is Genevieve Reston from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Before code enforcement could respond, however, the Department of Neighborhood Services will likely need additional funding to hire more inspectors says DNS Commissioner Erica Roberts at a Common Council Committee meeting yesterday. With budget season underway, we'll have to find those dollars soon. Time is of the essence. The clock is ticking. We know that. City Hall's under pressure to regulate the Housing Authority of the City of Milwaukee after months of public outcry from tenants and community organizers. Some are now calling for new agency leadership after recent journal Sentinel investigation revealed that federal regulators warned of serious lapses inside the housing authority last year. So here's, here's my question about this. How fast do you think you want them to fix it? Because they have about 1,600 to 2,000 work orders every month in 4,000 units across the city without assistance. So you say you don't want to pay more in taxes. You say you don't want to do all these things, but there's nobody there to get the work done. So you got organizations like Common Ground, right? But, okay, now you know. You want instant change? Nothing happens instantaneously, especially when you're dealing with the government. It doesn't matter who's in charge. You can change. Watch this. We changed the Office of Violence Prevention. Where is it now? Oh, it's in the health department. Okay. Where is it now? Nowhere to be found. Violence is still going on. People are still getting shot and killed. People are driving cars recklessly. All these things are still going on and nothing changed. If you don't have... The people, how can you get these buildings fixed? That's an, that's an enormous amount of money they're going to have to drop to get it done. The mayor and HACM leadership were warned by federal regulators in December that haphazard bookkeeping put the agency at risk for serious fraud, waste, and abuse. So we talk about people that work. We talk about people in, 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 in city jobs, and we talk about all this stuff. It's difficult to get people out of jobs. It's difficult to make change. It's difficult to move forward unless you what? Are patient. That's the one thing we don't have. We're patient about things that we shouldn't be patient about. And when we should fight, we don't fight. Just the sheer number of 1,600 to 2,000 units How many people do you think it'll take to do that? Like divide 2,000 by what? 365? It's going to take a while. Divide it by 20. And if it only took one day to fix each problem. I still got 2,000. 
So if I worked on one building a day, right? Nah. It's it's just, it just amazes me how people just think things have to be fixed instantaneously. Can you imagine if we decided to defund the police immediately when people said that? Can you imagine the crime that we'd have right now? Interesting. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Tori Lowe's show is coming up next. Have a great evening. It's a little wet outside, but make sure you pay attention when you're driving and take care, buckle up, all those things. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you. God bless. Take care. I'm out.